So am I just the fucking mistress and all this? Yeah, essentially. No, you're Uncle Josh. Well, if you actually think about it, I know I'm going to be the uncle to everyone's kid. What makes you, you think and that me he's not going to be the uncle? Yeah, we're going to be both, the uncles. Yeah, we both will. Be. You want to have? He, Raffles on record saying that he might not want to have kids. Yeah, I don't want to have kids. Really? Yeah. You don't want a bunch They'll of mini Raffies running around? No, because I know how big of a jackass I am. So having like two <laughs> or three smaller me's running around is just going to be a fucking nightmare. Uh, I I totally think he's going to have them. Dude, I disagree. If I, anything, you'll probably end up with kids first. Do you think I'll have prime first? offspring? First, I don't know, dude. You're going to... I'm not even laughing at farts anymore. I'm desensitized. <laughs> I personally see you ending up with a German girl and just patching up history a little bit. <laughs> Just bridging the gap between the 40s and the 20s. I'll just break her Berlin Wall, if you know what I mean. (laughs) No, we don't fuck virgins on this podcast. Yeah, never. I'll blitzkrieg her country, if you know what I mean. I want to talk about ghosting girls and what the expectation is with that. I got ghosted the other day, hey? Yeah. Uh, one of our friends wingmanned me for a little bit, and I was like, and this person was like into it, so I'm like, okay, dope. Never, I don't DM people because I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. And then, uh, Wait, so like one of our friends? No, so so oh, okay. one of our friends was the wingman. Okay. And then I DM the person, and I got a response. I was like, okay, dope. This is gonna be great. That was it. It was like interesting. Never understand that. Can like, I know, can I know the details? Like, what do you mean though? I just didn't, just ghosted, didn't get a response. So you just DM'd her and she never responded back? I DM'd her, she responded once, and then I messaged her again to try and continue the conversation. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> can, we, can I know the wingman and the girl? Uh, Kelsey was the wingman. You won't know the girl. Why because... won't I know the girl? She's just like a random person. Who is it? That, uh, you don't know her. I I've can... seen her on Instagram. I've seen no, you haven't. On Instagram. No, you haven't. I've seen every girl on Instagram. Who is Episode 65 of Stick and Rink. The guys are back in town and we've had our fast food. We've had our full day of work. I've recently had a cup of Joe and I'm ready to entertain your asses. So if you please oblige, I'd like to introduce you to Josh. Josh, what's up? How are you? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? It's good to be here. Epi 65. And nowadays, you're going to really want to say fellas and ladies. Because I have it on good accord that we have many female listeners. Yes. So really? if you don't start including No, I mean them, like when I said what's up, fellas, I mean like you oh, guys. Oh, okay. I never understand that. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Like what's going on, boys? Like that's to you guys. All right. Not, uh, not to the audience. But yeah. hey, hello to the audience. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Stage presence. Good job. Um, Josh Gertzen coming at you live. Yeah. Welcome back um, from your Father's Day trip. Thank you. So proud of you for making the time and being a good son. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was good. It was nice to get away for a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of away and golf a little bit. And I haven't been on the island in a long time. Yeah. Can we just talk about one thing here? Actually, Raph, how are you doing, buddy? What's up, buddy? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to go on a bit of a tangent here, okay? Like, can Before I just say one thing going. real quick? Yeah. The tone that I'm getting from this episode far is very ASMR. What is that? Is it because I'm speaking a bit, a bit quieter and softer? What is that? Quieter, softer, 
Josh, we just we we talked about ASMR like we twenty bring, episodes ago. Yeah, we bring it up almost every other episode. Yeah, I think it's like audio stimulant or something. Oh, it's very, basically oh, it's people like that, very seductive, right? People that speak not necessarily seductive, softly. but it's like you. It's, it's like very accurate sounds that make you feel. Is it is it considered sexual stimulation or is it just stimulation? It can be any kind of stimulation because it's like it's stimulation through stimulation through sound. Yeah, like one of the first ASMR videos that I remember seeing was like Cutting soap. What? Cutting soap? No, 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 no. Shaving soap? No, no, no. It was like in high school and it was like you put in two headphones, like whatever, like headphones, headset, do your thing. And it'd be a guy giving you a haircut. And it'd just be oh. like him sitting there and like cl- cutting your hair. And then he eventually is like like giving you a buzz cut or whatever, fucking oh, pleasing clippers and shit. Right. And then he cuts off your ear at one point. Cuts Fuck. off your ear in air quotes, yeah. And it was just like this very weird kind of stimulation where it's like you flinch and you freak out because it sounds so real. Okay. You know? Right. Interesting. Yeah. So is ASMR a good thing or a bad thing for us? It's kind of like choking in bed. Like it's <laughs> depends what you're into. Okay. It's a bit less serious than choking, but it's like it can get real intense if you okay. want it to. Interesting. Yeah. It'll just, it just how much you let it, uh, what's yeah. the word that I'm looking for here? How much you let it immerse you. Yeah. Sure. Like, okay. Like, bef- like maybe one more line about it before your attention. Well, like, ASMR sounds like I'd get a job if it, if I was feeling something. Yeah. Type of way. It could be something as soft as, as they have, someone they have. saying, like, and then I take your socks off, or it can be someone is saying I break your glasses in half and stab you in the eye with one of them. Josh, they have ASMR. Right now. They have <laughs> ASMR porn. You know that, right? Yeah, I think you yeah. sent it to me one time. You're like, I definitely the, did not send it to you. Give this a listen. <laughs> no, we definitely yo, do not yo, send check this out. <laughs> pornography to each other. No <laughs> pornography. <laughs> Jesus. Hell no. Okay. Anyway, what Tangent. I was gonna say, going back to my original point. So I was on the island. Here's the one thing I hate about BC. The one shitty thing, and here's, and this is going to be some, I guess, sort of political talk. Uh, I hate when the government monopolizes certain markets. Insurance. ICBC is fairies. number one. BC Ferries, man. Holy shit. Like, you Why guys, you? you guys have gone to Tofino, obviously, so you guys know. Yeah. But again, you guys have always split, like, the ferry costs because there's six of you and yeah. everything like that. Dude, one way? It's one like way. 80 bucks? $90. Yeah. 90 fucking dollars to go one way to well, sit on a giant fucking fridge for two hours and it smells like dead fish. Yeah. Well, you fucked up and you brought your beat your fucking car on the de- on the fridge. Yeah, but dude. I'm golfing. I've got a cart. I've got a bag. Like, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, I'm gonna haul that shit on the boat. Well, you got to pay for your car individually and for your pass, right? So that's why if you go with people, it's a little bit more cost efficient. Yeah. I guess, but I'm seeing family, so I yeah, don't have a girlfriend, so that's out. Um, yeah. So anyway, so it's a hundred and eighty dollars. I. And like the the black ball ferry, have you guys ever heard of that one? Oh, what what? No. The black ball one, the one that comes out of Victoria and goes into Port Angeles in Washington? No, I didn't know that one. Okay, so that's an American-owned ferry. To get on with a car, 40 to, 40 bucks American. <laughs> oh, hey. 40 bucks American. One <laughs> Like it's crazy. ICBC same thing. Like it's just like it doesn't matter. Like there's got to be benefits to a, a a crown corporation, but there I'm is not a, smart enough to know them. But there's got to be benefits, and this is a very surface level analysis with all this. Yeah, but when you monopolize the market, you're the only one that people can go to. Same with BC liquor stores. That's a fact. No one else competes with them, but because they have the lowest prices. So what are we mad about? 
Yeah, not always though. There's literally almost always. Yeah, there's but, literally no liquor store that's B, better. But BC liquor stores, and even if you want to own your own liquor store, there is. You still, even if you own your own and it's privatized, yeah, you still actually have to go through BCL, yeah, to actually like store your own liquor. Like they actually control that market. Whereas in Alberta. I think they just take a certain cut off the top, and then you can sell it at whatever price you want. And it's more of a free market. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I just, like, I'm tired of that shit, especially ICBC. I haven't been fucked yet, but a lot of my friends have. Like, I'm pretty sure Elijah, your oh, insurance yeah. has gone up. 270 Our buddy to Bailey 340, has gone let's up. go. Yeah, like, it's 340? 341, a baby. A month. Holy shit. I drive a 2013 shit. Civic. You'd think it'd be fucking gold-plated at this point. Yeah, no, yeah. Paying that much. No, Jesus seriously. Christ. Whereas in Alberta, you can shop around and you can actually look at best rates. Yeah. And you can't do that here. And I just, the I hate how there's so the much. Biggest, biggest qualm I have with the entire Crown Corporation thing is you can't barter with them. You can't, you can't. Yeah. What's the other word? Negotiate. You yeah, you can't negotiate. There's another word for it. I don't know what it is. But either way, yeah, you can't just like. You can't do it. You can't no. talk them down. Like legally, you can't. Yeah, they just there's like fuck you. I don't care. It's like there's a rate, and they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Yeah, I personally don't have a problem with BC ferries. Like I don't know. I guess there's cheaper ferry. I just think it's just else, overpriced. Like yeah. I just like it, it's crazy to me. Like what are you mm. operating on? Like seriously, like <laughs> water. No, but I mean, like as in, like why does it have to be so high? Like what are you yeah. paying for at that point? Like, I understand, like, a fucking ferry alone to buy is probably, like, a billion dollars or something like that. Maybe a little high there, but... Maybe, oh, yeah. But regardless, yeah. though, it's, like, this is a public necessity, and I feel like they're just abusing that price at that point. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I won't argue on this one because... You don't necessarily I surprisingly agree with you on something. It. Yeah, I know, which um, is very rare. I would like to make an announcement, though, on the very special episode that is episode 65. Is that okay with you, Raffle? Yeah, go right ahead. Phase three is here, motherfuckers. For Officially COVID? today, yeah. BC is in phase three. Shout out John Horgan, CC Bonnie Henry, <laughs> uh, maybe at, who else is another cool guy we got going on? My aunt, I think she's in politics. What up, aunt? I'm not going to drop your name. I don't want you to get attacked for the things I say. <laughs> um... And then shout out big oil companies. Why not? So what Josh's does phase family? three actually entail? Uh, you're allowed to... Fun, good timing. You're allowed, allowed inter-province travel. They allow, like they never disallowed it, but, but they it strongly like, discouraged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're saying, do it. Okay. So What about social gathering sizes? Uh, I, I really didn't read the details because funny enough, Raffle and I are going on a trip this weekend and it was kind of like frowned upon what we were doing. But as of now, it's fine. So nice. good timing. You guys are cutting it close. A little bit, yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, but even just on the sports topic, I mean, like Vancouver being in phase three, you would think that, that would lend itself kind of well to be in hub city. To be in a hub city. I like this transition. To be in the hub city. I really like this transition. Thanks. But in fact, what happened was a little dipsy do, a little hezzy hey. Yeah. A little stepped in a booby trap. A little hey, let's pump the brakes a little bit. We said phase three. They said phase no. Kind of. Fuck, I wish you made three and something rhyme. Three and... Like something that's like a no, but three, rhymes with three. Me. I don't know. 
No. But regardless, it's not going to happen. Just not going to happen tonight that's at okay. 1 a.m. That's fine. Um, but that sucks. So word came out today that Vancouver is most likely in serious jeopardy of becoming a hub city for the NHL play-in tournament slash playoffs. Yeah. And from what I'm hearing, it's because of multiple things, whether it be the positive test protocol that happens after a player tests positive during this during this housing of them. Yeah. Um, and then also I heard it's an issue with the families coming along with the players. Um, I've heard, and basically it just comes down to things that were not originally in the bid to become hub city, which I don't blame the, the, the requirements for changing. I mean, this thing, coronavirus changes a whole bunch of things week to week. So, uh, your, your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think just as a hockey fan, it's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless of what team you cheer for, even if they're not in the playoffs or whatever it may be, you always want to have like, you're like, yeah, like we're the home city, right? Like this is the closest thing that, you know, for NHL, like you're hosting the Olympics at this point. Like that's what this is, yeah. right? Like it's really based on facilities um, and, you know. I don't think it's quite like the Olympics, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, Well, I would say it kind of is. I mean, in terms of like if there is talk of bringing families over, like, you know, when you think about that, like that very much is Olympic-esque. Like, yeah. you know, bringing housing players, their families, like that's a lot of people. Yeah, I guess what you're saying is on the numbers side of things. That's a lot yeah. like the Olympics. And we were talking about this last week and it was um, with um, the fucking, oh my God, why am I just blanking here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's oh, one in the morning. With, with the amount of yeah. COVID cases though, like why are they thinking about Las Vegas? Like do they, I don't know Vegas that much in terms of you know, their facilities that they have. Like, I know that, like, the Knights play at T-Mobile Arena, which is right on the strip. But, you know, for other teams, like, if you're going to have... How many teams are making the playoffs now? 24. 24. So, 12. Like, where are those teams going to do, like, morning skates? Where are they going to practice? Like, there's only, to my knowledge, only one fucking arena yeah. that can actually do that. That's actually a very interesting point, because when you said Olympic-esque... I, I immediately thought to, oh, like, does it mean that they need more than one arena? Like, are they going to be playing somewhere else, too? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't I, think so. But, I mean, at that point, though, you would think, like, whenever you think of, like, the World Juniors, right? The World Juniors were held here, but they didn't just play in Vancouver. They played in Victoria. Yeah. Right? Like, it was kind of a dual, a dual thing. Like, yeah. whenever they come to Calgary, they play in Red Deer. Or if they go to Edmonton, they also go to Red Deer. But at the same time, they don't play multiple venues at the same time like they did the first original part in victoria and then moved it over to vancouver for the finals like it was never like vancouver to victoria in the same day no 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 no. but you had multiple teams like if you had two games going on at once like you was it four teams yeah Yeah, during the world juniors 100 percent because you like in the round robin stage you would literally have i think two games a day in each arena right you would have two morning games and then you'd have two games at night. Okay. You know? So now it's like, well, where are you actually going to, like, I don't know. I don't know the layout of the schedule of how they're going to do it. Yeah. But I feel like there's got to be something in terms of, like, even, like, practice facilities. Even if you're going to go to, you know, wherever, Toronto, Vegas, Vancouver. Like, Vancouver, I know for a fact we've got Langley Event Center where the Giants play. Oh, that's Yeah. You know, I mean, you would never have a game there, but what I'm talking about, though, is like for practice and everything like that. Like, yeah. our team's just not going to 
you know, have team meetings? Like where, where's all that going to take good question. place? Uh, yeah, it's a very good question. I have no idea how it's yeah. going to go. I, I imagine what was in most teams head is that training camps would take place at your home cities. And then from there, when the actual tournament started, you would head you over just to the hub cities and then quarantine from there. Yeah. And you don't do morning um, skates or anything. Yeah. Could be yeah. wrong. Because it'll be interesting to see how they do it. In terms of housing and whatnot, in terms of having people, Vegas makes sense. hundred percent. Yeah. Because fuck, like what are we, hotels they have just in that vicinity alone. They have like 10. Yeah. Like a 10 block like radius, not even. <laughs> like 30 big hotels. Yeah. Um. And I think uh, one of the uh, one of the facts that came out from the story is that it was I think it's Bonnie Henry that kind of leads the like the expert analysis or maybe right. even the negotiating kind of person to check in with. Um, so, Raph, I just wanted to get your thought, your overall thoughts on on what you think of Bonnie Henry. Uh, I think she's honestly like so far from what we've seen, she's been making kind of all the wrong, all the right calls. Oh, sorry, to, to yeah, my yeah, eyes yeah, widened when you said wrong. I was <laughs> the like, right calls. Let's just revisit what dude, you said. So right tired. calls. Yeah, she's making all the right calls. Like she's obviously taking everything slowly and she's being cautious with what's going on. But I feel like she also understands that we still need to have a functioning economy. And I think she's not being too hasteful with what's going on, but she's just going at a nice steady pace. Yeah. Is it is it fair to say that throughout the entire the entire coronavirus pandemic fucking apocalyptic moment we're living in right now, any kind of like leader that's been handling decision making anywhere in North America, even the even the world, mm-hmm. she's probably a top two pick in terms of like let's draft an all time coronavirus expert team. Yeah, it's probably the New Zealand prime minister who literally cured COVID out of New Zealand. Yeah, they had a couple of cases after that, but she's like, she dummy she COVID. she banned everyone yeah, from she coming in. fucking right hooked the shit out of COVID. Yeah. Bonnie Henry right up there. Yeah. It's all women team so far. Yeah, it's an all female team. I mean, ask the States. The men do a great job. Yeah. Right? Isn't Norway doing really well right now too? Probably. Norway's always doing fucking well, man. Sweden, same shit. Sweden, like no, Sweden, no, Sweden was not doing well, dude. Sweden said fuck, uh, fuck flattening the curve, didn't they? Yeah, they were like herb, herd immunity. Yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah. yeah. Interesting. And then they got herd fucked. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Holy it's bad. Fuck. They they were like one of the worst countries in in Europe to just get. I saw I saw a stat the other day online, and it was showing like where a majority of the cases are in uh in the states like where the most covid cases are arizona had a recently yeah spike but it's like even it's just like even the graph that i saw it's like a majority of the cases are in northwestern u.s that's not good for like us. It, or sorry northeastern if oh. you look at the if you look at the west side like where really? california is and everything like that yeah like california compared to a whole lot of other places was Wait. like obviously there's a ton of cases but per per capita yeah, yeah. it's not california. as bad but new york new york was fucked. that was that that was new that wasn't new cases that was just total cases that was just overall cases yeah, but yeah you know what so that makes sense in terms of northeastern u.s like when you think of how dense city, it is well the cities along that you've got philadelphia you've got pittsburgh you've got new york you've got boston i think like, even detroit along, was on the higher side too yeah 100 percent. like when you think well, of what are you like, saying that it's cold like, no i'm saying that the eastern seaboard like of all those cities like think of the nhl they're all like all those eastern teams they don't do any traveling because they're all right next to each other yeah you know what I, get I mean? That so it makes it. sense in that sense. Plus, New but York that, probably that's kind had of a like, huge impact on Oh, that. yeah, just because how New, fucking dense it is. Dude, you New take York, you New, York, New York anywhere in the U.S., and I guarantee... They had like they had like 200,000 cases alone to themselves. They, yeah. were, they were the original hotspot in the States for it. But originally, Josh is right, though. The new news in the States with this like one and a half wave that they're going through mm-hmm. is a lot of Arizona, a lot of 
a little bit of Texas, I've heard, and a lot of Florida. Yeah. Well, I was watching um, CNN the one time I actually watched watched the news, and uh, Arizona on what morning of it was it? Morning of I think it was Tuesday morning. It was already I think they're an hour ahead, so I was watching it at 10 a.m. So it would have been 11 a.m. Uh, like Arizona time. They had already to that day 42 deaths and 3,500 new cases wow. in 11 hours of a new day. Yeah. 11 hours. That's insane. Right? That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. Like Anyways, it, let, yeah. We've, we've, we've kind of, we've, uh, we've, we've gotten straight. back to the Corona talk. Yeah. We did we this for like four that. weeks. Well, I, I, honestly, I think Edmonton's going to get it. The hub city? Uh, yeah. And you know what, though? As much as I hate it, Toronto's going to get it, too. I think Toronto, they, it just makes sense, though. Like, Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment is just such a huge organization. Like, they own the Jays. They own the Toronto FC. They own the Leafs. They own the Raptors. They own fucking all major teams in Toronto. Yeah. Like, that is a force to be reckoned with. Like, no other, no other Canadian city has all four major sports teams. I guess yeah. NFL doesn't really count, but three. Yeah. When you think about that. Yeah, I don't. I can see it coming too. Yeah. Um, we, the other hockey news we had today: we had Hall of Fame inductees happening. Mm. Your boy, Jerome, Romy, Romy, Rome, Aginla, oh. inducted first ballot Hall of Famer. Could, oh. could you see that one coming? First year on the ballot. Now, I would like to do the view, the listeners, and the community a favor and just put Josh straight onto the hot seat because on the day that Jerome Aginla gets inducted to the Hall of Fame. He's also kind of renovating the wall space in his place. Yeah. I don't think he knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. And he, he's renovating the wall space in his in his basement. And one of the things he said to me, he pointed at one of the Jerome McGinley pieces and he says, yeah, I think I'm just going to throw that out. Man, that's a tough look on Jerome McGinley's induct- okay, inductation day. Yeah, he should have thrown it out earlier and maybe he would have gotten in sooner. <laughs> that's that's impossible that was, wrath this is his first year on the ballot yeah. oh sorry yeah, no, you no, didn't no, know sorry. that that was no. a tough joke. you didn't know that. um <laughs> it's not your fault Fuck. no that's okay no <laughs> timing so i was just thinking about moving it but i also have nowhere to put it now in the sense i should say put it right above your shitter the picture that i have is just a picture of iggy but i also have an actual signed kind of stat line and scorecard thing with Jerome mcginnis uh, 500th goal signed with the scorecard and the score sheet and right next to it in the same frame Mika Kippersauce 300th win also signed plus the scorecard so the one that I was thinking about getting rid of is not signed or anything it was a birthday gift when I was a kid um, but fuck boys Jerome McGinnis favorite hockey player of all time that yeah. kid was literally a childhood hero and I don't I have never actually heard any NHL fan hate Jerome McGinley. Really? How can Canucks you ha- fans don't? Edmonton how, people might. How can you? No, Edmonton fans don't. Okay. How can you hate the guy? Yeah, seriously, he like is how, class. Like, how can you hate him? You know what I think it is too, and this is coming from a Vancouver fan, but it, it's the fact they didn't win. I yeah. think there's a certain sympathy that 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 sports fans hold towards superstars and legends of the game like Aginla who just never win. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of Tom Brady where like half of the haters hate this guy because he always wins. Yep. And so the opposite effect happens to Aginla where, you know, you see this guy chase it through Colorado, Pittsburgh, everywhere. Yeah. Boston. 
What's that? Boston too. Yeah, he, he yeah. chased it everywhere and he deserved to. But the fact that he didn't win, I think, lends him as more of a sympathetic character. And not saying anything away. I like I do you think it was a sympathy fan. vote? No, absolutely not. The oh, guy, okay. Like statistically and play wise, the guy deserves it. But in terms of like his the opinion of him among sports fans, not hockey players, because hockey players don't really use yeah that kind of uh, criteria. But mm-hmm. hockey fans definitely do. Yeah, well, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I mean, I'm not going to say that Jerome McGinnon never won anything because he did. Like, no, yeah, I he think won he gold was medals. Two, yeah, he won two Olympic golds. He set up Sidney Crosby for the golden gold. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Um, he won it in 2002. Fucking dirty team that was in Salt Lake City. Uh, just a rookie. He made it to the Stanley Cup Finals once. Um, and then he won. He was actually he had almost, the only thing that he actually doesn't have on his resume is the Stanley Cup. Yeah. He he won in the World Juniors. He won in I think he won the the Memorial Cup. He won the World Cup as well, uh, and a gold medal. The only thing that's missing for a hockey player on that resume was uh, a Stanley Cup, which is so unfortunate yeah. because you know what. All the Calgary naysayers, it's like the puck went in when Shell and the squirt. Don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> like, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> Regardless, you just didn't win. He was right there. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he joined two teams when he joined Pittsburgh. Was it Pittsburgh first? He went Pittsburgh, Boston, Colorado for three, and then L.A. Oh, yeah, he was in L.A. We're like 88 or something. That was weird. a weird time. Um, Fuck, but Pittsburgh, that was that team. That they had Sid, they had Malkin, pretty sure Kessel was even on that team at a point. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, 2012, I don't know if Kessel was there. I think he was still a Leaf. Oh, wait. Sorry, no, I was wrong there. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, 2012 is when he was on Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think Kessel was gone by then. Yeah. But regardless, you had Chris Tang, you had Marc-Andre Fleury in his prime, like that team... for the longest time, my dad was always like, he, he liked again, like hated the flames. And he's like, he needs to get a cup. And he said it maybe five years before um, he left Calgary. He's like, Calgary needed to trade him because Calgary couldn't find a center to set him up. Yeah. And now I think that was the biggest issue because you watch again, on any unreal team, he was fantastic. With a great center. Like him and Sid in the Olympics. Oh my God. Like I don't think Sid's ever played with anyone better than Jerome McGinley. Probably not. Like yeah. seriously. Like I think that That's was like point. that would, would have just been a bread and butter lineup. So it's unfortunate. He deserves to be there. Um, you know, Rocket Richard trophy winner, I think, a couple times. I don't know if he got the rookie of the year ever, but I'm pretty sure he was uh I don't think he did. No. 50 points yeah but regardless just pure class in calgary you know what i don't know if he's a hall of famer never had a 100 point season it's tough look tough look for the boys uh 52 goals though and 50 wait he hit 50 twice yeah the homie hit 50 twice yeah and anytime i see 50 on the goals that's nuts that reminds you because he hit 50 back in 06 07 i think it is yeah that was Sorry, like the 07, true was prime of his 07, career. That was an 07-08 year. Yeah. And then he also hit it 01-02. That just reminds me 
that's the Marcus Naslin days in my books. Like you have your Jerome McGinley days. I have my Marcus Naslin days. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's when both those teams were actually, I wouldn't say Calgary was a contender in 06 and 07, but like the early two thousands, like even then, honestly, like Calgary, when they made it to the cup finals, they were seventh seeded. Yeah. Like they, they weren't like this unreal team. Kippersoff was an unproven goalie that year. Like I feel like the expectations were super low on those guys but Calgary made the playoffs like quite a bit afterwards, but they just mm-hmm. they couldn't retool. Like I don't know what it was. Like they've always been pretty shitty with drafting. Yeah. Um, and I think that that just impacted it. But I still agree that you know Iggy should have been traded. I would say like before it's an interesting take before 2010. Yeah, I would say there wasn't really a period of time where teams would trade their star players and get a big haul for them. Yeah, I mean, like it was always teams would either trade them too late or it's a situation now where teams just don't have value for old players. Yeah, 100%. So it's now and now you're finding people are saying we got to trade them like it's the Brock Besser thing. It's like, holy shit, he's been in the league for three years and he hasn't done it. yet. We got to trade him. Yeah, that's the that's the issue now teams have. But so let me ask you this then. All right. It's Joe Thornton, Hall of Famer. Absolutely. If Aginla's a Hall of Famer, Joe Thornton's a Hall of Famer. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. I put them almost neck and neck. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, again, still has more points. He's won more than Joe Thornton. Why has he won more? He's got well, one more well, gold medal. I don't think Thornton has a world junior. Like nah, he well, hasn't had. I, that. I don't. I don't really put much weight towards world juniors or world, especially world championships. You don't put it towards winning. Well, like, no, that's it's just winning in your hockey career. And Thornton has not won more than Aginla. So when when do you consider like if you if you count the world juniors, when do you consider? I think it's more of a career. Okay, I, like I, the course of your professional hockey career. That that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. It's wrong, but I mean, <laughs> like I I consider. I'm not saying he's I, I not either. The, I just want your opinion. I love, yeah, no, I love the World Juniors and the tournament that it is. I don't really consider it when talking about a Hall of Fame career. I don't consider, the, I especially don't count the World Championships because half of the players aren't even playing in that tournament. Well, they're not even playing in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're playing, if you're playing in the World Championships, then that's the first problem there. You're not even in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, which, like. Unfortunately, Iggy had that problem out through throughout his career in, in mm-hmm. Calgary. Like tons, of, they only make it out of the first round in Calgary once when he's there. Sixteen years, yeah. And they go to the Cup final. Yeah. I mean, with, with Thornton and other guys, I think it, it, there's an all there is an all world team of guys who have never won a cup to this point. Oh, 100 percent. And Thornton and Aginla got to be, and the Sedins got to be right near the top of that list. Yeah. So, yeah, and the the Sedins. Speaking of Hall of Fame, I mean, the Sedins are coming up on their first ballot next year. For eligibility, they have to get in. They're they're in my opinion, they're locks for first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, but I agree. It's kind of at this point, like it's um for them, it, it's the it's the story of their career. Like if you can't, if you only have room, like let's just say we look at the list of players and we say, shit, it's not really a lock. Like it yeah. turn, it's a lock they'll eventually get in, but it's not a lock of them being a first ballot because maybe there's these other players that have missed it. Yeah. Well, I so mean, then how when do you, you put- think of snubs, like who got snubbed again? Keith Kachuk. Mo Ginley. Mo Gilney. Yeah. Mo Gilney didn't he get was in. nasty. Keith yeah. Kachuk got snubbed. Yeah. Theo Fleury, which, yeah, I don't know. Theo Fleury, yeah. I don't know. Like there's certain players and you always ask yourself like why? I don't know enough about like their resumes and whatnot, but for some reason, like I just remember like Keith Kachuk being like, the ultimate leader in the locker room. And when I look at a I'm like, well, he was too. Like I, and 
Did Kachuk ever win a cup? He didn't win it. He didn't Not win in one Louis. in St. Louis. He de- and he went to Arizona. He definitely didn't win one there. I don't think so. I don't think he ever won one. He's on no cup team. The- Theo Fleury has a cup in '88. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the Hall of Fame is always such a weird conversation to have because it's just such an opinion based question. So here's another thing, and here's another snub that doesn't make sense because we're talking about players that get into the Hall without, you know, an impressive resume. Danny Alfredson. Guy didn't win a damn thing. Yeah. But he was so good. Yeah. He was unreal in Ottawa. Such a good person, everything. Good leader. <laughs> like yeah. he was the face of Ottawa. He for might the have scored. A, did, he, did he even score hundred points though? I like don't I, know. I was kind of I was joking when I said that was like a criteria, but yeah. Like I even when I think of Daniel Alfredson, I don't think of him as a points machine. No. But so the other guy on the list, someone who was snake bitten for a long time and then found his way. And ended up winning a couple of cups. Yeah. Marion fucking Hosa. The man going in as an Atlanta Thrasher. Ultimate, I don't care if he's not going to. He's going in as an Atlanta Thrasher. The ultimate bandwagon yeah. hockey player. The 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 like the fucking terrifying or torturous story of hearing him go. He went from Detroit and lost to Pittsburgh to lost, or was it the other way around? Well, regardless, it was. Oh, they, he went Pittsburgh first. It was he. He was on Pittsburgh first. And they lost he, to he Detroit in the finals. In the finals. And he switched to Detroit and lost to Pittsburgh in the finals. Yeah, and that was a, Sid's first cup. He was in the finals for both both years. Back-to-back years. Back-to-back years. Lost both of them <laughs> to the opposite team each time. Yeah. So, Man. okay. Here. I want to give a host of fact real quick. I have an Alfredson fact as well. Okay. Let me, let me dish out some fucking heat that you probably did not expect about Marion Hosa. Okay. The man scored 100 points. 0607 on the Thrashers. This guy was a 0607. Now I don't know if you remember playing. Probably it was NHL 04, and you could like he was nasty. draft your players and start trading before the guys get good. Marion Hosa automatic 99, easily yeah. 99 within a few years. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. It's called 100 points. Now, yes, he did jump down to 56 right after that, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hate on the guy. What's crazy about him is that like you know throughout early in his career, he proves himself as a scorer. And kind of like a pretty decently, like 80, 82, 92, 100. Big points, man. Big points. And then as he starts getting shipped around, like th- these are bef- these are before his early Ottawa days, but gets shipped around to Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Chicago. And it's almost like that's when he found his role. Like when you envision Hosa, you envision him as like one of the best two-way players in the game. Yeah. He's got finish. Yeah, he can play special teams. Ultimate sniper, just yeah, ultimate sniper, and and just playoff performer. I think he had like eighty-one points in like a hundred and change games. Like, do you also think? Okay, here's another question for you. Do you also think loyalty to a team kind of comes into play? Because when I what the Hall of Famer for what? No, just in general. Like when I think of like when I think of a Ginla, I think of him as a flame. When I think of Albertson, I think of him as a senator. When I think of Mike Medano, he's a star. You know, like stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, Hosa was on so many teams, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, like, does that... Really wasn't on that many teams. Really? I think so he had like a 19-year playing Ho- career. When you think of Hosa, what jersey comes to mind? Sh- uh, Chicago. I have him on Chicago yeah. as well. Which is... I would say. So, he played for Ottawa for six years. Yeah. He was a thrasher for three. Okay. Bounced around for two years, Pittsburgh, Detroit. Right. And then after that, finished with Chicago for, I think, eight Right. Looks yeah, like okay. seven or eight years. So I guess it makes sense. And how many so, cups did he win? He would have won. I think 
because he, he, he part of he was part of the entire dynasty in Chicago. Yeah, so he so must he have won three, three, yeah, three cups. Yeah. Crazy. Danny Alfredson did have a hundred point season. He did in 0506. Remember when the Senators played the Docks in the playoffs? Yeah, and they were just high flying everywhere. Right, they, he was crazy. That was like the the Heatley Spezza, Havlat yeah. kind of thing. And here's the thing: is the Senators made the playoffs? Like he played in Ottawa for. Like multiple years, but I'm looking at hockey DB right now. The only years, so he started in Ottawa in the 95 96 season, yeah. didn't make the playoffs that year. And then the only years after that, he didn't make the playoffs 2010 2011, 2008 2009. Ottawa was in the playoffs every single year. Yeah. You know, so like he's been there more times than again, obviously. Yeah. Oh five, oh six. Was the that team was nasty. Don't you remember that? That was Heatley. That was Alfredson. That was Spezza. Yeah, that was uh, the first year. Wade Redden, I think, was on that team. Fuck, might like, have been Chara still too. No, Chara was gone. Uh, Chara uh, left in like early two thousands, I think. Really? I don't think Chara was there in oh five, oh six. No, I think he was on Boston. Okay, you could double check that. No, but... it's okay. We'll do a hundred dollar bet for it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't sweat it. Uh, two thousand five, two thousand six. He was there. He left the year after. Chara was there? Yeah. In 05-06. Yeah, he left. What a team. He only played in 10 playoff games, though, so I don't know what yeah. the deal was. Because he actually wasn't that big of a dominant force at that time. I think he was a second pair defenseman. No, I feel like Chara was one Boston. of those guys that was just kind of like a late bloomer in life. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like he went to Boston, and they saw, like, this big guy that could be like, dude, like, yeah. use your size like you're huge get skate mean figure out how to skate yeah work out four hours a day like you do now yeah um okay we're moving on though we're gonna move on to a little baseball talk because i owe josh an apology yeah. josh you're not dumb you're a smart guy yeah you're you're very capable of being a big j journalist with the instincts that you have yeah now i don't know where the fuck you got your information from and how you knew this was gonna happen and i didn't know but congrats yeah you were right i was wrong yeah. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. The MLBPA. They're, the repres- have you seen the representative for the MLBPA with the white goatee? No. Oh, it's intimidating. Oh, really? It's a big do not fuck with sign. I love it. Right and, Rod, and Rod Manfred just kind of looks like a pussy. Yeah, but he's got, does he have a bit of a gap tooth? I don't know. A little spit in your face and just a little, just a little mi- middle school dance where the boys are on the left-hand side and the girls are <laughs> on the right. <laughs> Classic. Um, but, for, but surprisingly, at least for me, I mean, they come to an agreement and it sounds like there is a motion in place to at least get to the next step. Well, of, dude, they're reporting to spring training next week, July 1st. All right. That's six days. So let's all go to Arizona and Florida, Dunedin, and let's all and catch that, some Corona. And that's really the other scary thing I'm looking at is like, holy shit, like Arizona is so bad. And they're like, yep, spring training. Yeah, exactly. Right, right around okay. the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Um, it, is, it is so shocking. Okay, actually, it's not shocking because this is, like we said, it's a changing climate all the time. None of the four sports have succeeded in coming back yet. Well, not yet. I not mean, yet. baseball is closest. Yeah, and we have, I would say we've had hockey and baseball that's the closest as of now. Yeah, well, I mean, NFL. Is, NFL, yeah, NFL hasn't has, even started. Yeah. But I, mean, M, but I mean, NBA, though. I mean, I feel like NBA players are actually protesting it more so than anybody else. Like them not playing? Yeah, like yeah, they don't want to play. Yeah. So well, there's mean, just, there's a lot more attention around their sport due to the fact that they have a ton of black players in their league and they need to kind of 
like make sure they're on the right side of social justice, I guess. But yeah, true. I feel like that's intangible. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. But I mean, it, it's just, I guess between baseball and hockey, it's kind of surprising me that they're having this hard of a time finalizing what seems like the easy part. Yeah. Cause it, to me, the hard part is both sides as a business agreeing with each other that yes, I want to re- like, let's, let's play like, there's health risks, let's play. So they yeah. got over that part, but now there's this part where they can't get over. Yeah. So, you know, like it just seems like they got over the hard part and now they can't seal the deal and just fucking make out with her. Like, yeah. It's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. You paid for the dinner. I mean, I think the one thing that I'm really looking forward to about baseball season is the 60 game season. Yeah. I love that. Pumped about that. I love Because when you think like if you're Max Scherzer, if you're like fucking any ace like Clayton Kershaw, <laughs> you're playing heat. meaningful games, man. Like, yeah. you know, because to me, or at least me as a baseball fan, I like baseball. I love watching it. But I really don't like watching it until post All Star break, which is in July. That's everybody. And then that end, and then post All Star break, you have a little bit of July left. You have August, September, and then your playoff, man. Like, I feel like we're coming into the season where it's like no one's warmed up. We're post All Star break. Let's do this. And the funny thing is, once anyone is like five games below 500, you're effectively out of it. And you're effectively labeled as the anytime you play Houston, you have to hit every player on their team. Yeah. Because we, we also forgot about that. They were supposed to get plunked every game this year. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. So I also so read as well, then. just in terms of a little bit of baseball scheduling, I feel like it's going to be very, or I think it, I know for a fact it's going to be very uh, division play based. Yeah. So like I think Toronto, like in the American League East, they're going to be playing like the Yankees four times uh, or like four ga- or four times, meaning like three game series. I don't know how, how I saw it, but like like you're not leaving your division. You're, there's no crossover between National League and American League. It's literally just your division plus like some uh, some travel or how the fuck was it? I'm trying to think here. I can't fucking remember. No, we'll re- it's we'll actually report no, back. Sorry, it's no East Coast to West Coast travel. All right. So if you're Toronto, you're playing your division, and then you're playing more with like the Mets, the Phillies, and the Nats in the National League. But like that's it. Yeah. So like you're not seeing the Angels, you're not seeing the Mariners, you're not seeing like any of those, which Boxers. is crazy. Yeah. So. Like if you're bought, like if you're the Sox or if you're the Jays and you're trying to make a stretch and like, I feel like the West is really, whether it's National League or American League, Western teams have dominated recently. I would say with the Astros, the Dodgers, like those are really, really good teams. So if you're Toronto, like you're playing a bunch of shitty Eastern teams, man, like you got to take advantage of that. Yeah, but you got the, yeah, the Yankees and Red Sox in your division. I guess. And the Rays are always somehow good. Yeah. But. That I division mean, is the best division, man, in baseball. I don't yeah, care what anyone exciting. says. Sorry for ba- Baltimore and Tampa, though. It's not very fun for them always. Baltimore and Toronto is more like it. Uh, Toronto has some fun once in a while. They got a bigger budget than Tampa. True. But, but Tampa does good. They just have no fans watching. I feel like that's why Tampa is such a cool. Well, I mean, fuck. Tampa Bay players are going to be used to playing with no fans. Holy shit. Yeah. I can't even that's going to be the Tropicana. weirdest part. I still forget about that. I, I get, Yeah. Part of me is annoyed because. Whenever I get excited about sports coming back, I get excited about hearing the noise. 
And I'm still going to love hearing skates and like the puck hitting the boards and guys mm-hmm. getting destroyed like I did in NHL 20 today. Yeah. But I were this is not going to be there. It's going to be different. But like at the same time, though, like when I think of like baseball or like hockey or any sport for that matter, like you get those sound bites now. Like that crack of a bat is going to be fucking loud on the old TV because there's no fans. Yeah. Like that's all. It's going to be loud. You're going to know when it's a home run. Yeah, 100%. It's going to be like an empty home run derby, like baseball practice type shit. Yeah. We're just doing batting practice. All right. We got one last topic here. Um, it's kind of a quick explanation, actually, because, Josh, you're officially an art guy now. Yeah. You're an art collector. Yeah. You well, do okay. not have a six-figure salary. No. Not yet. No. Not yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you sell your underwear. I've thought about doing that with mine. We talked about some... We never explored the male underwear reselling business at all. Um, but... Yeah, why don't you get into it? You're a big art guy all of a sudden. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean... Got a fine eye for these things? Here's the thing that I want everyone to know about art. If you like art, like I do. Who the fuck would have thought we'd be here, dude? Just... (laughs) Josh talking art. I was talking to my sister about it, and she was saying, like, I find that art can be so pretentious. And I'm like, in what way? Like, I was curious, because, like, I like it. Uh... (laughs) And she's like, I've, she said, and I, I totally agree with this. And it's like anything. She's like, if you're, if you're an art fan or if you're an art collector, don't buy stuff based on the name. And I'm like, no. Or like, the dollar. Or the dollar value. I'm like, no shit. Because I, when I was in Amsterdam, I went to the Vincent van Gogh Art Museum, like right downtown Amsterdam. It was cool. But most of his shit is pretty ugly. And he was only famous as an artist after he was fucking dead. So I feel like it's very important for me. Like what I'm doing right now is I'm getting stuff not based on price, mostly because I can't afford it, but also at the same time, like it's just stuff that I like, you know? And plus I kind of want to not necessarily scrap the the man cave feel here. It was an aggressive moment to come in and, and realize that everything like, has shifted to just one wall. Yeah. And I have all Saturdays this wall are for space. the boys is now on the back wall. Yeah. Yeah, spin <laughs> chicklets now on the back wall. Soon yeah. enough, Saturdays are gonna be for paint night, baby. That, that our tease jersey still on the back wall. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that thing's staying there forever. And yeah, nobody touches our fucking city, man. <laughs> You're right, Poppy. But yeah, like, so there's a couple things that you know. I find that I'm actually not in terms of like abstract paintings and all that shit. I'm not into that. I don't think I am at least. Fuck is that? Is that abstract? I would say so. That's definitely abstract. Well, it's pretty. If cool, I can't though. discern a, a obvious image from it, I'd say it's abs- it's a cool ass painting. But the one thing that I am, the one thing that I do really like are like really nice like photographs. Yeah. Like I realize that like I'm a huge photography guy. I don't like taking pictures, nor will I ever take pictures. Or but other, but other people's pictures. Oh my god! Like there's some good ones, man. Like I'm looking at this one guy. Looked at some of the prices, Raph. I sent it to you. Oh yeah, it was like fucking like five thousand fucking dollars for a goddamn picture. I'm like, okay. I'm like, let's reel this back in. That's a, a couple bit. shifts for you, Josh. But Don't I worry. was at the mall. I was at the mall the other day, and I saw this beautiful, beautiful Vancouver skyline. It was nighttime. It was a night shot, all of downtown Vancouver, taken from the Science World perspective, but like up high. Yeah. You could see Rogers Arena. BC Place is right there. It was like a huge long rectangle that's gonna go. Right there on my wall. It's like 120 bucks. It was 80% off. And I'm like, Oh, you got it? 
No, I'm going oh. to though. You're going <laughs> to. What yeah, if it's not okay. there? You are. Oh no, there there were tons. Like there were multiple ones, like not exactly like it, but very similar. So I'm pumped about it. So nice. I'm gonna do that. Nice. Yeah. It, it, you have a comment on this at all? Any kind of like question for him? You want to insult me? Follow up. Do you think just insult me now, boys? Do you think you didn't like the Van Gogh painting because you didn't see the inner meaning in the painting? I don't like the inner meaning. That's why I like photographs. I just think they look cool. <laughs> but maybe there's an inner meaning to all the photographs. Yeah, probably. But I don't give a shit about that. I just do it because I like it. Fair. And that's the other thing about art as well. Like my sister also said this is, you know, it if you like like an artist's story. And like you'll obviously like like their work and whatnot, like kind of the background of it. Yeah. I'm more face value in that sense. Like for me, like I don't like for a car. I love cars. I don't give a shit what goes on under the hood as long as it works and it goes fast and I look cool driving it. Yeah. That's what I care about cars. I don't care that as a fucking V12 engine or any of that bullshit. Like I'm just like that's sick. That's a Lamborghini. I don't know what size engine it is, but I know it'll fucking fly. Love that. Yeah, I, I never in in like the year and a half, two years that we've been recording, I never thought I'd be at a point where Josh was explaining art to us. Yeah, well, I'm not explaining. It's just like my point of view. You're right. You're mansplaining it. So here's here's the one thing that I really like about art, and this is why you're going to become an art guy, Elijah. And because Raph can't tell you you're wrong because it's all your perspective. <laughs> so there you go, buddy. See, there's there's the biggest paradox of the night is that Raffle thinks you could tell me I'm wrong at anything. Yeah. No, I. What do you mean? No, all I'm saying is he yeah, can't I I do the saying. devil's advocate. Yeah, he can't. Because it's you, just what I see and what he well, sees. But I can still say I don't like the painting. Oh, 100% you can. Yeah, you, you can, you can do that, but I, like but I like it. Yeah. That's just That just goes down to opinions, though. Yeah. Which is all de- he's devil's saying advocate. He's saying it's raffle-proof. Yeah, it's raff-proof. There's so many, there's, there's so many things that are like things. this. Why is art the first one that we've come to decide that on? Well, it's mostly because like I just kind of... Didn't Elijah also earlier just tell you that your opinion was wrong? Absolutely. That was a sports opinion. Those are different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no further no further no further statements. No further um, questions, Your Honor. My do you want to know my take on the art thing? Oh god. I'm about to get lit up like a Christmas tree. If I was a female Oh Jesus, here we go. In the lower mainland right now. In Josh's basement. And sorry, well I'm going actually a different way with this. Oh. If I was a female lower mainland and I have had any contact with Josh Gertson in the last, let's say, year, any any kind of sexual relationship, any kind of like flirtatious DM happenings, any kind of even like passing by in a mall and like You're shoot him a up. look. Not only are they hitting you up, but I also it's either that or you've got one. You've got a big fish on the hook right now. Like, you've got a fucking marlin on the hook, dude. You've got a swordfish <laughs> dude, on this I, shit. Honestly, we're talking about... Uh, I remember we were talking about a couple weeks ago, like, goats and what's like, some of our favorite words. Yeah. Or least favorites. I think we did, we did record I, that, right? Uh, yeah. Whenever we, someone says marlin, I just think of malin from, <laughs> from Finding Nemo. That word just kills me all to shit. <laughs> a malin. <laughs> <laughs> what a word yeah. um no actually don't fucking deny it i haven't even i haven't even finished explaining it yet. i'm oh, pretty God. sure you have a marlin on the hook right now <laughs> a marlin you're on one of them fishing trips where you're on the expensive <laughs> don't i do it so well boat. a marlin <laughs> and you got that heavy duty reel it is strapped into the boat because it is it is bending at like a almost a perpendicular angle I'm just hunting a megalodon right now yeah <laughs> and i think you realized through your first couple conversations and just knowing who she is mm. that this man cave 360 degree angle you had going on was not going to cut it. 
the casting coach you got here was going to do just great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the fucking... Don't laugh at that raffle. The bar school flag it. after flag. <laughs> I yeah. think she's going to have an issue. And I think, I think you're straightening up a bit here. Yeah, well, you know what, though? It's, it's really weird because I first had this kind of weird conversion thing happened in my mind when I went into Bed Bath and Beyond and I'm like there's some nice shit in here <laughs> I got really worried I bought myself yeah, a, a fucking new bed spread. 50% off there damn. <laughs> yeah uh, got a new bed some new towels everything and I'm like I'm like I need to back up because this shit is not cheap now I'm not really like a home appliance guy it's more of like the the bed part that I like I like sleeping in comfort <laughs> And like that thread count <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i don't know i don't know what it was i just kind of like flipped the switch and like i like cool art like some stuff i have now i've got a couple paris photos which is nice set the mood you know what i've just been looking at this whole time as he's been explaining this whole bed bath and beyond thing that little wine thing that he has off to the side yeah it's a cool new addition yeah little... isn't that nice yeah, yeah. Homie Josh came. Josh went to the island, a boy, <laughs> like and he a came young, back a gentleman yes. that drinks JP Wises. <laughs> he came back with a wine rack claw on the and counter fucking right now. pictures of Paris. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's just it's one of those things. Like I'm proud of you. I kind of want to like spruce it up in the sense of like things that like I love sports. I'll never be gone. That's why I still have like that wall. Yeah. So my goal is to kind of keep you know my favorite sports teams, the Red Sox. The Flames, I've got some stuff that my dad gave me for the Canadians, stuff like that. Okay. Um, you know, the the Oregon banner, the 1988 Olympic pins from Calgary <laughs> just Olympics. Just keep going, dude. You <laughs> just know? Them. It's just a bunch of stuff. And yeah. But I also like, you know, that. My abstract painting is pretty <laughs> nice. I now have a painting that my mom gave to my dad as a wedding present. So, you know, it's a bunch of stuff. My dad yeah. actually looked up that painting. We couldn't find the exact one, but there was one very similar. <laughs> 15K. Now, I don't know how much that thing's worth. Um, you guys want his address, too? You can just <laughs> yeah. come rob the shit out of this guy. <laughs> I think you and I just got to take it with yeah. <laughs> Fuck this notice. kid. What is yeah. he talking about? <laughs> Smash it over your head. Here, if I can't have it, nobody can. <laughs> let me fix that nose here. <laughs> take yeah. that painting after I mean, done. you know what? At the end of the day, I'm hoping that... The nice artwork around my house takes away from my my big <laughs> beak that usually pokes her in the eye. Nice. Yeah. Works as a paper bag covering that up. Yep. Anyways, I just wanted to say to wrap it up that I'm proud of you. Um, I think you're making big steps. Um, I do think it is kind of a ruse to distract from the fact that my golf game has vastly improved and yours has slowly improved. Um, yeah. That's I had the quite last round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Raph? Uh, that was a pretty good way to end MTV's cribs. Yeah, uh, with with Josh. <laughs> with Josh. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you, how do you spice up a three hundred square foot basement? Paintings, <laughs> fucking France, <baby>. abstract, yeah. <laughs> abstract, <laughs> just living it. <laughs> abstract. <laughs> An Ortiz jersey. <laughs> so this this episode is gonna be posted on on Tuesday. We're recording it on a Wednesday night. Hopefully this stuff. Hopefully Vancouver is not like the hub city by then. Bonnie Henry's just like come out as like a closet racist or something like that. Like things could really hit the fan. We go back to phase one. Yeah. <laughs> we joked about it. Damn it. And we're back to discord. <laughs> Fuck. I miss my friends. Signing off girls and guys. Bye. Oh.